The F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use the promo code MADNESS for 10% off of orders of $40 or more. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Si, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now. Here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Well, just when they got us hooked again, they yank it right back away. It is the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. We are going to be without Formula One racing on a track this weekend because what better way to get us all excited about a season than to run the opening race and then to take a week off. But it doesn't matter. We're still here. We're still happy to have F1 back. We'll be anxiously awaiting for us to come back uh, or for them to come back to Saudi Arabia on March 17th. Uh, that was obviously when the practices will start. But uh, yeah, we just had the opening refrain of the F1 season in Bahrain. Cody, I mean, listen, it was damn cool to see those those cars back on the track. It was cool to see them at night. Just uh, another exciting way to to kick off some motorsports. <sighs> but yet again, the same story in who ends up winning this race. The more things change, the more they stay the same, Rod. Oh, boy. Yeah, Max Verstappen. Uh, yeah, he's, he's still as good as he was last year. Red Bull's still as good as they were last year. Ferrari still going to have their issues. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna ferrari's gonna ferrari right and uh mercedes man they uh they looked a little bit off shout out to uh fernando alonso he uh got back on the podium i believe he's only got what man where what was the statistic i saw he has two podium finishes uh since 20 is it like 2013 or something crazy That's, like it's that? a long long it's time. a very long time yeah and, and yeah. props to him though man he came out all cylinders firing and just looked like a guy on a mission to prove that he still had it and you know hey message received buddy you you definitely still got it and that new ride in him i think it's going to be just aston martin man as a team really impressed me and so i think if we're going to talk about who's who's taking one of the bigger steps up i think that aston martin team definitely uh has taken a huge huge step up yeah 100 I, I think that that's going to be a team that we need to watch because obviously they proved it and, and lance stroll i mean he went from having a broken thumb or finger whatever he's got he had going on 
or it was broke his wrist. Didn't wrist, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. He broke. He had a broken wrist, and he comes out and finishes sixth. Like we kind of talked about that last week. We didn't even think at the time we recorded the podcast, we didn't even think he would actually drive. Then he ends up driving, but we were still very hesitant and, and even said fade him a little because it's a lot. That's a lot of, of pressure and force on that wrist. Comes through and finishes six, beats out one of the Mercedes. Uh, so yeah, it, they're they're obviously. I, I wouldn't expect them to maybe be part of the big three all season, but I think that they they've proven that that maybe they uh, can compete up there with them. And then you look at, at teams like McLaren, which which seemed to be the fourth best team last season. And maybe not so much this season. They they struggled big time, uh, had some some big issues in both cars. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, again early in the season, and we'll see. I don't expect Max to go out and win every single race this year. Although <laughs> the way it's looking early, right? It, who knows? But maybe he can challenge that record. We we thought that maybe that that would be tough to do, but. The way Red Bull looks early, it looks like we could be in for a Red Bull season, but I don't think you can just, you know, throw it all out right now and say that they're the only ones who are going to win or or it's going to be tough to catch Max, right? It's <laughs> already it's it's looking tough, but things can happen, things can change. Uh they've they've got that penalty for their their salary cap and all that stuff. We'll see if as we get farther into the season that starts to affect them. And who knows? Well, I don't know what the odds for an Aston Martin double top six finish were, but I'm pretty sure they were pretty long, and that's you know something that maybe we need to start paying attention to. Um, and, but look again, if if uh, if it wasn't for Leclerc having to bow out there late, maybe Stroll wouldn't have reached the top six. But again, that's neither here nor there, and that's how the the whole race shook out. We'll talk about that as we break down our bets. But uh, yes, obviously, uh, Max Verstappen again wins another race and starts the season the way he ended last season on top of the podium. His buddy Sergio Perez right there next to him in second place, and then we just talk about it. Fernando Alonso finishes out the podium finish. Carlos Sainz, the top Ferrari, right outside of the podium in fourth place. Uh, Lewis Hamilton in fifth, and then Lance Stroll in sixth, uh, rounding out the top six. George Russell in seventh. Uh, uh, Viltari Brotas, not bad little uh, finish for him up there in eighth in that Alfa Romeo, and then Pierre Gasly in his new Alpine Alpine ride uh, in ninth, and then Alexander Albon, who basically was man, he was uh, he was kind of toast all day, managed to find his way up to tenth place uh, in in that Williams ride. So that was your top ten for Bahrain. Um, a lot of action though, honestly, and this brings up the conversation, Cody, because I, I want to have this conversation now since it's a recap show and we're not necessarily, um, trying to set up anybody's bets, but I, I saw a lot of folks talking about how F1 is not as action packed as, uh, let's say NASCAR. I mean, obviously cause that's a big, the big monster in the room. It's the big driving force in American racing. Um, you know, and, and, and we, we sort of had this conversation a little bit offline as well, it, it, but it's different. And and I think really I had a lot of time to think about it because obviously we're, we're later in the week now, and it's not that the racing is not as exciting. There is stuff happening on the track, which is why it's so frustrating, especially for us Americans who have watched NASCAR for years and watched them change the rules so that somebody does not run off with all 
let's say 57 laps on a road course from from wire to wire from green flag to checker right i mean it's it's that is exactly why they made stage racing that's why they have tweaked the packages of the cars as much as they have is to keep it from being a runaway with one person so in the instance where i know f1 has tried that as well i know that they've done their rule package changes and they've tried to, to tighten up the the racing as well uh, obviously that hasn't worked in that vicinity but that is why as a a person who watches races that's why somebody who bets on races you have to create your own drama in this and that's why we tell you the importance of betting down the the grid right these top six finishes these team finishes these fastest pit stops these fastest in practice these head-to-head matchups if the race is boring to you, create your own drama. Create something to cheer for that's not just a Max Verstappen win, right? And that's, that is why I think we have an advantage as a betting show, as a betting community, and as people who know where to find the drama in the races versus somebody who really just is watching the race and wants to see who wins. You know, that's, that to me is the argument there. It's not so much that this race is not exciting. It's because you haven't made it exciting for yourself. Right, I mean, am I am I off the track, or is this like a good? No, argument? you're you're a hundred percent, hundred percent correct. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, yeah, when Max starts on the pole and he beats everybody to turn one, and then he literally never loses the lead the rest of the day, that could be looked at as boring. And it is a different style of racing, right? And that's when I when I talk to my NASCAR friends and people that like NASCAR, they're like, "Oh, that same guy wins every week," and it's. It's a different discipline of racing for sure. And you have to know that going in. And it, it is just different. You can't expect it to be the same. I watched the IndyCar race on Sunday as well. That was very action-packed and exciting. I, Man, I really, I they do caution flags the same way NASCAR does where it bunches the field back up. I'd love to see F1 take the safety car and bunch everybody back up and let them go back at it right away because I think that would make it so much more exciting. But we'll see. Maybe they get there someday. Again, it is totally different discipline, and then they have their way of doing it, and it is great for what it is, but you nailed it with the betting part of this. We're going to go through our bets. We did not have a great week betting-wise. That's going to happen. There's going to be bad weeks. Hopefully, you listened to the NASCAR podcast and got in on that 22-1 to 1 that we hit over there, but we're going to still have good weeks, even if it is just the Max Verstappen show every week. He's already minus 200 to win next week which you could probably talk yourself into laying. Honestly, if you don't mind laying down the coin and not seeing it till November, he's like minus 335 to win the championship. That's a ridiculous number to lay for now through November, but nothing's guaranteed in gambling, but that's about as close as you're going to get. So something to go out there. But you look at like fastest lap this past week. It was Zoo that that got it. Um, You look at fastest pit stop was Ferrari. I can't. I don't know what their number was, but that couldn't have been that great. I don't. I don't remember them having a fastest pit stop at all last season. So uh, Fernando Alonso getting on the podium, the double top six by uh, Aston Martin. Like there is going to be plenty of things still to bet on. I know throughout the race, uh, in the couple of different fantasy things I'm in for F1, uh, DFS and other fantasy games I've gotten into. Like I had, I was big on Alonso because of practice times, because he qualified so well. And so I was watching him the whole race like, yes, this is helping me a lot. Um, And so, yeah, it's, again, the race within the race you have to build for yourself. But that makes it so much more exciting. I wasn't even ever paying attention to the fact that Verstappen was, 
you know, 38 seconds ahead of third place by the end of the race. Like I was watching all the other battles throughout the race. Oh, Piastri. Piastri came close to beating Lando Norris. If if Norris's problem would have happened before Piastri's, might have been able to catch that plus 295. So I was sweating that out, and they literally were two of the last, what, three finishing cars, or two of the last four. Norris finished 17th as the last classified guy, and Piastri was the first driver out. But it does, it gives you that throughout the field, all the other storylines to watch, all the other action to watch. Um, so even when it's quote unquote boring because Max is, is just dominating and winning it. And, and there is ways you can find to make that profitable as well. You could lay the minus 200 next week and maybe we'll end up doing that because it might just be the way to go and you can still win cash on him winning, but you, you, you know, you can bet on Red Bull. You can bet on them to get the double top three, you know, double podium, stuff like that. There's still going to be plenty of ways to in, make the race enjoyable and, continue to win money even though maybe max just sweeps the whole season and wins every race Ugh. and you know what if that happens whatever at least you'll win some money <laughs> along the way uh but yeah uh you know what you were starting to get into the bets let's do that let's get into the bets we'll take a quick break we'll talk about the betting weekend uh and we'll talk about all those different angles but i, I felt like i had to have that conversation because i feel like there's so many people that have have soured on f1 already and it's just like listen i get it it's not and it's not for everybody and that's fine but for those of you and and listen to be completely honest with you we don't normally talk numbers on here but we've doubled our listenership already like from from the end of last season to the beginning of this season, we've already doubled. So those of you, you guys are out there, and and now you're listening. Now you're listening to the F1. We just don't want to lose you before you get involved in this because you can't really give base it. it off of yeah. Give it a give few it, races. Give it some time. Yep. Give, give it some it time, and it it'll you'll learn to appreciate it. Again, if you're new to F1 side of things, it's different. It's a different discipline. And if you're an F1 fan, you're new to the betting side of things. It was a rough week, and, and we're going to go over it and talk about where we were wrong. We d didn't necessarily know exactly what to expect, and we were kind of trying to throw some darts out there, and things ended up being exactly as they were last season, which is going to happen sometimes, and now we know, and, and we adjust going forward. And if for nothing else, listen, for, for Aston Martin to have two tops or two cars in the top six, that should already tell you how topsy-turvy this race was and how hard it was to predict uh, exactly what was going to go on, so... We'll talk about the bets on the other side of the break, but we got to tell you right now about WinBet. It's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, which you know best as WinBet's Build Your Own Bets. March Madness is almost here, plus there are plenty of ways to win still getting down on the NBA, NHL, and the XFL. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100.00. Get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Well, we like to start the fun for you on the practice days on Friday because there's no better time, there's no better way to start a weekend then with a little bit extra money in your pocket. So I I do love to find myself a good angle in practice, and I found one that I liked. 
Uh, and, and I basically was so happy to see this hit. And that was Lando Norris uh, over Nick DeVries. You know, we talked about, and that was at plus uh, 100, actually. And this was to be the fastest in, um, in practice one. And we talked about the fact that, you know, Nick DeVries is a rookie. Like, just a, a guy that were basically a rookie. Um, kind of not necessarily one of those regular drivers that was there uh, week in and week out last season. Whereas Lando Norris, you know, obviously was with his team still. Same team, same McLaren team, um, and, and, and had it all figured out. Well, Lando comes out and rips out the fourth fastest lap in practice. Looked fantastic looked like a guy that was going to be the fernando alonso by all rights and account right of, of what we saw in the weekend all down straight downhill from there for lando yeah, wow what was... a i mean for him to go from fourth fastest he was faster than the ferraris uh he was faster than both the mercedes unloading like to come out that fast and then end up having the race he had wow yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, he was he was he was faster than uh, than Charles Leclerc. He was faster than, uh, like you said, both Mercedes, Hamilton, and Russell. Uh, just a, a blinding lap for him. He had one thirty four point one six five. He was only a second off of uh, Sergio Perez, who was the fastest in that practice. Uh, and then we we talked about DeVries. He was the sixteenth fastest. He came in at one thirty five point four zero two. Um, so just nowhere near, uh, one of the faster cars in the, in the garage or out of the garage that day. So we, we already had started out the weekend with a plus plus one twenty win. Um, but then that's basically where our day went was the rest of the Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Similar to Lando Norris. We, <laughs> the rest of our weekend was down in Lando. We feel every bit of what your weekend was. Cause that's where ours went after that. And again, we'll talk about why, but yeah, that, that was a good way to start the weekend. So. Hopefully we do that again this coming weekend. Yeah, great call by you. You've been good on the practice bets. I always, I, man, it seems like anytime I've given out a practice bet, I always miss it. But you're very good on the on the practice bets. So props to you, Rod. I started out with George Russell podium plus two seventy five. Again, after what we saw at the end of the season from Mercedes from Hamilton, I was trying to look past the testing times and and the other stuff that was rumored out there that they were going to be missing something, hoping it wasn't the case. Not very impressive all weekend. I mean, Mercedes unloaded in 10th and 11th and P1. Uh, P2, Hamilton got up to 8th, but Russell fell to 13th. You go to P3, and they looked a little better, right? Hamilton got up to 4th. Russell got up to 6th. Uh, but then in qualifying, Russell ends up in 6th. And then for the race, he basically hung out there all day, finishes in 7th. Lance Stroll passed him again off with that broken wrist and everything. It just... Mercedes, is, oof, we're going to have to see going forward. I, I really I had high expectations. I thought we were getting some really good prices here on them and just did not live up to, to what I had expected from them. So, uh, yeah, swinging a miss on the George Russell podium. Well, and it's not like it was that bad of a of a bet to make before we knew anything, right? I mean, obviously, it's it's it was it's Mercedes, it's Red Bull, it's it's Ferrari. Like you could basically make a case, and we did for any one of those guys to be on a podium, and and George Russell should have been that guy. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, boy, never never won to mince words. He was not very thrilled with uh, his car, with his team right now. I, I'm I'm very anxious next season to see the drive to survive and and see what he did after this because he just didn't seem thrilled at all and and unfortunately we were pretty high on uh mercedes all 
all week long, and they just didn't necessarily uh, get us there, unfortunately. So, yeah, like I said, not a bad bet for Russell. <sighs> Why I was frustrated by this one, because Ferrari as a double top six finish was looking great all day long, and I mean all day long. I, I didn't think that they were going to be, I guess, you know, the winners of this race. I, I didn't necessarily see them as, as being contenders to win. Charles Leclerc, probably the closest thing to it. Um, but I, I, at the very least, saw them both being top six cars. Well, Carlos Sainz got us most of the way there. He was a fourth place car. And Charles Leclerc was running in, I think, sixth place. Uh, in the, or I, He might have actually been running in third place uh, at the time. And in fact, he was. He was running in third place. And then next thing you know, uh, he stops on the track. Why? Because his car failed him. And I think it was battery uh, that ended up going out for him. He falls all the way to uh, the back of the pack. Doesn't even finish this race. 39 laps in for Charles Leclerc. And he DNFs. <sighs> Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Ferrari gonna Ferrari again. It's you know New Year, same story. It just they they can't seem to stay out of their own way for whatever reason. Pit stops looked fine this time. They didn't fuck up the strategy. Uh, you know they didn't fuck it up there. So at least maybe they fixed that part of things. Now they just gotta to get a little more reliable on the cars, I guess. Uh, I mean they were both pretty fast all weekend. Uh, Shaw was fifth in practice one. He was fourth in practice two, and fifth in practice uh, three, and then uh shot they qualified back to back third and fourth in, in qualifying so that was looking good and then, like you said they were both running in the top six uh and then it just gave out on them and had that not happened easily i think this would have happened signs obviously probably would have slipped down to fifth but that's uh, within the top six last time i checked so would have would have cashed for you uh unfortunately just didn't quite work out same thing with this next one for me i touched on it earlier but i had oscar piastri uh over lando norris at plus 295 again i felt like with these guys both being in the same car something i, I mentioned that something could go wrong something could ha could happen they're in similar enough cars i get that lando's been around but the austria is pumped up as you know gonna be this great driver and all that uh and we just really didn't get to see it much from him um again lando was very fast in practice one um practice two they got a little closer together practice three Piastri ended up being faster than Lando, so maybe they were starting to figure some things out. Uh, you got to qualifying, and Piastri was 18th. Lando was 11th, so Lando definitely got the better starting spot. But uh, Piastri, the very first one out very early in the race uh, with some issues there, and then Lando ended up having the issues as well. Uh, was it Lando where they couldn't get the, the steering wheel changed out and or they tried to change it out and kept having problems? He, he ended up finishing the race and was classified uh, but two laps down. Uh, so just a, a big time struggle for, for McLaren, which was again, it kind of everything that people were talking about last week that we were thinking, maybe we just don't overreact too much. It, it seemed like everybody kind of hit it right on the, on the head, right at where Mercedes struggled a little bit where McLaren struggled. Um, and so again, we'll, we'll note that going forward. I, I do still feel like this was good value. And like I said, anything could happen with Lando. And something bad did happen. It just so happened that it, it struck Piastri first, so didn't cash it. But this could have easily been the other way around. Norris could have been out. Piastri could have been two laps down and still cashed this at almost three to one. So 
I would make the bet again. It, it just didn't quite work out this week. Yeah, they brought that big, gigantic video game controller that is a steering wheel out and tried to switch those it things, out. Man, when those guys are going almost 200 miles an hour and they're pushing buttons on that, I'm like, not what I would be paying attention to at that speed. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, like, yeah, that for me, I have trouble with like turning up the volume on my uh, steering wheel when I'm going 70. I don't know how these guys are like... <laughs> All pushing 200 miles an hour, shifting gears and like ordering pizza from DoorDash. Like I don't, I don't know how they're doing it. It's it's insane. Uh, it is impressive. But yeah, I mean, props to them for doing it. Uh, all right. Well, then my next one. I did give you a fastest pit stop. I did tell you Red Bull, right? Obviously, the, I gave you the the standard Red Bull pitch for that, and then I followed it up with Mercedes, thinking that they could sneak in a fastest pit stop. Well, guess who snuck in a fastest pit stop? Ferrari, what the hell, guys? Uh, Ferrari throwing down Red Bull type of, of days. They had a 2.22 uh, second pit stop for Ferrari. I mean, that's that's insane. I don't know. Those guys don't do that very often, but they certainly uh, threw one in there as well. So props to them. Red Bull, 2.25 on theirs. Uh, and then Ferrari after that again at 2.31. Mercedes fourth on the speed list at 2.40 uh, for their fastest pit stop. Nowhere near. And when we're talking like fastest pit stops, you guys, we're talking fractions of seconds. Like it, it's insane how quickly these things go, uh, especially when we're used to NASCAR where, you know, it's like even a fast pit stop there now is like nine seconds. Uh, no, this is like pick it up. All four tires go on at once, drop it and go. So, yeah, I mean, Mercedes, their fastest pit stop was 2.40, whereas Ferrari had their fastest pit stop at 2.22. I'm still going to continue to bet Red Bull, uh, obviously, for the rest of the season. I I think Ferrari did a a great job of doing it. Um, But, yeah, it's just just heartbreaking when when one doesn't go your way. Yeah, well, and I mean, when it's that much of a fraction of a second, like, you were that close to hitting an 18 to one with Mercedes not being that much slower than Ferrari was. So again, not a bad bet. It, there was good value offered there and, and you called an upset, right? You called somebody was going to beat the the Red Bull time just happened to be the wrong team. So uh, next up for me, this was kind of a big swing and a big miss. Uh, it took Haas to have both their drivers in the top 10. Uh, I felt like e- even though Holkenberg has, has been out of the series for a few years, you had two guys with a lot of experience. You know, you got all these new new faces in here. Maybe some things would get a little better for Haas, and uh, that just really wasn't the case. I mean, Magnussen was seventh place in P1. Hulkenberg was fifth in P2. So, so there was a little bit of life of maybe, you know, maybe they're figuring something out. But then you go to P3, and they were back-to-back in 14th and 15th. Uh, qualifying, Hulkenberg ended up 10th, and Magnussen all the way back in 17th. And then that's pretty much how the race went. Uh, Magnuson worked his way up to 13th and Holkenberg finished in 15th. So not really either of them got close to the top 10 and it just a, a bit of a long shot. I was kind of going out on a limb here. And again, just trying to use the unknowns of a new season. And, and these guys had both had finishes in the top 10 at Bahrain before, maybe hoping they could both squeak it in there. Some other teams have problems and, and give them those extra spots, but did not work out this week either. Yeah, and when you talk about like just being outside of the top ten, it's it's you know neither neither one of these guys were on the lead lap on honestly, and that's 
because Max Verstappen had just put these guys absolutely on on blast and running around everything, and and then pit stops being what they were, it was just a ridiculously nutso race. And and when you to try to even get into the top ten, you had a, a very very long road, literally long road ahead of you to do that. Um, but before we we get to our winners and we take a break. How about a shout out to Logan Sargent, huh? Uh, the the lone American in this race. Yeah, he finished a lap down, but he finished in twelfth place. Not bad for a a field that's dominated by. Obviously, we talked about you know full time drivers from last season. Logan Sargent jumping in there, making his his debut um, as the American driver. So I think guys, you know this this Williams team actually looked pretty good. Alexander Albon, we talked about earlier, a 10th place finish. And uh, for Logan Sargent to follow it up in 12th place, he beat out guys like we talked about. Kevin Magnuson, he beat out. Zhou Guan Yu, he beat out. Lando Norris, Acon, Leclerc even. Um, you know, uh, he hung with the big boys and, and finished in 12th. So shout out to, to Sargent for a good day. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, an impressive run by the Williams guys. Again, those those cars were generally towards the back last season a lot. Uh, so for that, for them to finish up in in tenth and twelfth, uh, those those actually are are two pretty solid finishes. Good to see that again, Sergeant the the lone American in the field. Nice to have an, an American driver back in F one, um, and so it'll be fun to continue to watch his uh, his season go along, and hopefully he can improve on that. Like to find a couple of betting angles for him next week. So keep uh, keep it posted. Keep yourself. Subscribe to this, and and we'll find a way to get him in to our betting cards for sure. But let's uh, talk about our winners after the break. I'll tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in the action, especially if your bracket is busted, like mine usually is, after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. It's not as if we did not tell you to bet on Max Verstappen. We basically told you from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode that Max Verstappen is probably going to win this race. We told you to hedge a couple of places. Unfortunately, neither one of our hedges worked. But ultimately, if you bet on Max Verstappen, which I hope you did, I mean, it's it, there's a thing in the military that when you're you're studying for a test of any kind, right? Whether it's uh, a written test or a, a test where they're testing your abilities, anytime they give you the answer, they will slam their foot on the ground. They will make it a very pronounced statement into which the answer is going to be. I hope we did that for you for Max Verstappen. And I hope you listen. Because if you're like some of the folks that I served with that never understood why the drill sergeant was saying it louder and stomping his feet uh, and, and proceeded to give the wrong answer afterwards, I can't help you. So um, again, Max Verstappen won this race going in a way. There was never anybody that really gave him any sort of uh, hassle, and and that was just it. So anybody we picked after that was an educated guess, and uh, unfortunately, neither one of ours hit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, Charles Leclerc ends up being the one with issues, but uh, it easily could have been Red Bull. Last season, it was Red Bull, right? 
both of their cars did not finish this race. Uh, and so just trying to hedge with that, maybe Mercedes comes out and proves everybody wrong, ends up having good value. And that just, it wasn't the case. Uh, I had Russell at 16 to one. Again, we already kind of talked about him. Uh, I do find it interesting looking at the odds early look ahead. Uh, they do have lines out for Saudi Arabia just for the winners for right now is all I'm seeing. But Max at the top of the board, minus 200, of course. Uh, then it's Sergio Perez, Fernando Alonso, actually up to the third favorite driver to win now, plus 800. I don't know that I'm going to go out on that limb just yet. Then it's Shaw, Carlos Sainz, Lewis and George are both 33 to one. Lance Stroll right there at 40 to one before it drops off to your, your 300 to ones at, at Valtteri. So, you know, last season we were only getting six guys that were at least somewhere in, in bettable range. Now at least we have eight, so I guess you could say improvement in that area, Rod. Yeah, I mean, look, but again, I, if I have to stomp my feet and, and give a very loud clear of my throat to let you know that Max Verstappen is the bet every single week until proven otherwise, then, you know. But you're right. Things happen. I said that maybe Lewis Hamilton would find his way back into victory lane here and and maybe salvage a season that could be one of his lasts. Um, I liked his value at eight and a half to one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, we talked about Mercedes' struggles uh, and just didn't look like they had the pace to keep up with anybody, let alone Red Bull, who, you know, once again is the class of the field and will continue to be that way for the foreseeable future. You just you, if, you, if you bet on Max Verstappen, if you throw a little bit on Sergio Perez, because, again, if Max Verstappen does lose an engine, does lose battery power, does get so bored that he falls asleep and clips uh, a wall Sergio Perez was the next one in line right to to be the the beneficiary of that so and it, again it wasn't even close either for for Perez Perez was in second place the whole time basically and and the the pit strategies that that Red Bull had was on point you know the undercutting the overcutting the the tire management too I mean you know these guys I think they both came out on softs eventually went to hards and it's just like I said, they 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 just knew what they were doing from the the green flag to the checkered flag. So, not much to to analyze in that department, other than you know we're going to continue to give you if all hell breaks loose bets, and you know if if something happens to where Max Verstappen uh, does not win the race, we'll give you who we think is going to do it. Otherwise, but what what can we say? What what can we say at this point? Other than just bet Max Verstappen. Find where your comfort level is, where you think you're going to profit the most off of that, and go off of there. You know, how much you're comfortable on losing if something doesn't happen, or if something happens, rather, and Max doesn't win. But at this point, man, it's just, I don't know how you can not bet on him. Yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah, it's it's going to be, just, just go lay the juice. You only pay the juice if you lose, right? And then you can hedge it. I mean, even second place with Sergio Perez, you're getting a four to one already. So you just got to find the two other guys in the field that you want to bet on, whether it's Shaw. I mean, this next week, look, looking ahead at the lines already, 10 to one on Shaw to be, you know, he was in third place. He could have easily maybe caught Perez had he not had the issues. We don't know for sure. So you can hedge with him. You can hedge with the Carlos Sainz. You can hedge with Sergio even. Uh, and so that might just be the way to do it. I'm seeing Max at, at minus 200. Minus two twenty five, so you might just go get on that early and and again it you know laying juice kind of sucks sometimes, but 
when it wins, it wins. And that might just be the strategy until we're proven otherwise at this point. And this might be your chance to lay it. Cause if he wins again, might be minus 350 next week. He might be minus 500 the next week. Like you're not going to keep getting this line likely. So take advantage uh, before it gets ridiculously out of hand. And, and listen, you don't even have to bet an outright winner if you don't want to. That's that's the yeah. glorious part about this. There's plenty of other ways, and we, we give you plenty of other bets out there. Um, in fact, we may maybe start throwing a couple more out there. Yeah, like that's actually a great point. I mean, you do not have to bet the winner, like especially if it is just Max is ridiculous. We like to toss some long shots out there just because shit can hit the fans. Somebody can have a good day. You know, something happens with Max. He, he gets clipped going into turn one before anybody can't catch him and Rex and and stuff can happen so it is possible for other people to win he didn't win every race last season so it, it is always fun to toss some out there but you can go in and just bet these other bets you don't have to bet on the winner I know that seems like a crazy concept but you, you really you don't have to do it and and you know what maybe we will maybe we'll just throw a couple more in the in the mix in these coming shows and we'll uh we'll expand our our bets to give you a few more uh, angles to, to cover if you don't want to bet it outright and just sort of win money on the props because there's plenty of them out there and, and there always are week after week. Uh, a lot of fun ones that you don't necessarily get in, in some motorsports uh, books as well. So, um, All right, well, we'll put a pin in uh, Bahrain and we'll, uh, we'll call it good. We move to Saudi Arabia on the 17th is when practice begins and then that race will happen shortly thereafter, obviously. Um, but, you know, listen... Like I said, I'm not in. I'm not into F1 because I think it's it's like you know this. I don't know. I, I'm just not in it because I feel like I need to be entertained. I create my own excitement when I watch these races. I find ways to enjoy the product because listen, these guys are going fast. I mean, they are going fast. And any chance, anytime you see that DRS, that rear wing open, and you know that there's about to be an overtake. And props to these camera guys who are, are able to find the action on the field as well. And and last but not least, shout to not having commercials. I love not having commercials. It is fantastic to watch a race from start to finish with no commercials. That is, it, it is very nice. I, it is nice that they do that. Yeah. So again, I, I find my own excitement in it. I find the, the ways to, to enjoy what's going on. Um, plus I love listening to the announcers because listen, when you listen to my voice for as many hours a day as, as I do, I love to hear someone other than me talk and, and talk in an accent that is pleasing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we'll come back next week. We'll talk some Saudi Arabia. We'll give you a couple more bets in there and we'll incorporate those into our weekly strategy and, uh, and try to win you some money next week because now we at least know what we're up against and we've seen how at least one race shook out and uh, and can give you better and accurate, more accurate information going forward. Um, so, yeah. Uh, until then, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast that we both host as well. Like I said, we hit a 22-1 to 1 winner this past week, 10-1 to 1 the week before. A lot of other bets in there. It's the same thing as this one is where there's a ton of different ways to bet on the sport. Uh, we got two races over there with the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. Even if you don't like NASCAR, don't want to watch, you can listen, place the bets, and find out you won later on without even watching. I've heard plenty of testimonials to that. So, uh, hey, if that's your cup of tea, go for it. 
we're just here to win money, right? Yeah, I I rather watch and see where my money's going rather than necessarily. It is nice to sweat it out. And again, if you're not a NASCAR fan, if you're an F1 person, there is not an F1 race on this weekend, unfortunately. So get some skin in the game with some bets over there. Give you a reason to watch and find a way to enjoy it. And if you found your way over here from the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, we want to thank you for that as well. Again, hopefully we're going to win you some money this weekend or not this weekend, next weekend rather. Uh, but yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging with us. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. It's all there for you. Join the Discord. Talk to us. There's an F1 channel in there for you as well. If you meander over to the NASCAR channel, so much the better. We'll love you for it. All right. Saudi Arabia we go next week. We'll lay down some bets. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.